0: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. This is Behind the Steel Curtain Deputy Editor Dave Schofield coming at you with another podcast to talk about some numbers going down with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I just wanted to say hello to everybody, and I know it'll be interesting to see what we have tonight because I don't know about anyone else. But I know there's a World Series game going on right now. Um, last I checked, it was two to one. But uh, hey, it's sports. We like it. We love it. But here we are. Let's go talk some Steelers. So a uh, couple things I want to bring up. First of all, as you can see, for those of you that were not here last week, I am by myself again. Last week I had a guest. My uh, my big brother joined the join join me on the podcast and. It was a great time. I know we might not have had quite as many views because we kind of went over a little bit. Um, we, I think we went over an hour and 10 minutes because we just got to talking about some great stuff. But I know some people might have looked at that as a podcast. They're like, oh, wow, uh, 72 minutes. No, thanks. But for those of you that were here, um, it felt like we were on a roll. So we just had it going. But uh, uh, I checked in with Jeff Hartman and he says, hey, anytime your brother wants to join you. Um, Feel free, but uh, he's not with me tonight. But I'm here. I'm good. I've got my new Juju Smith-Schuster lid going on, which someone's already commented on. I debuted this on the preview last week. Uh, This is available at Steelers.com at at their at their shop. But I also have my uh, crucial catch, terrible towel. Um, This is partially in honor of a family member of mine. I don't know how comfortable he'd be with me, Sharon, but I'm just going to talk about stuff. Well, for those of you who were here last week, you saw saw that my brother was with me. He is not here tonight because he is just getting home from being with his wife with her surgery that she had yesterday. We didn't even know about this when we did the show last week. But uh, this is a big shout out to my sister-in-law who, uh, who, who went through her cancer surgery yesterday, and now she's back at home recovering and hopefully cancer free. So this is in support of her. This is officially going to be hers the next time I see her. So I just kind of thought that that was something that uh, I wanted to, to put out here. Uh, in in support of her. So maybe my brother will join me whenever another time when he feels up to it, but it's been a, a, a an exhausting couple days for them. So here we go. Let's go ahead and talk about some Steelers stuff. This is the time of the show. We would talk about the last week's game, but we didn't have a game last week. And we talked about that game last week on the show. So, I'm not going to go too much into that. I'm going to jump into what everyone else wants to talk about, and that's what's coming up. So, one thing I am going to say is I I was asked a question last week about uh, where the Steelers were ranking in the NFL on defense. So, I went ahead and looked it up and thought that's just the one number, the the lone numbers I'm going to give you guys um, before we jump into next week. And that is where the Steelers officially rank on offense and defense after week eight. Sorry, week seven of of the NFL season. Week eight is what we're talking about coming up. But after week seven, you got to remember that on defense, it could be skewed a little bit in the positive because the Steelers only had six games when some of the other teams have had seven. But on defense, or on offense, it's going to be skewed negatively because they're going to be compared against teams that have seven games versus the Steelers only having six. So this is what's going on. The Steelers are currently ranked, and now all of a sudden I have to try to remember exactly what it was. When it comes to offense, the Steelers are technically ranked 29th in the league. Now you have to remember when it comes to when it comes to overall offense, overall defense, they completely do it by yards, which I know is not in the in. And, and the the best way to do it necessarily, because sometimes on offense, you're not trying when you have a big lead, you're not trying to get a bunch of yards. And on defense, when you have a big lead, you're not worried about giving up yards as long as you're not giving up points. But that's what they use. So the Steelers are 19th in yards. But you got to also remember they're behind teams like Washington and Cincinnati who aren't that far ahead of them that have played seven games. So if you broke it down to yards per game and you divided by the number of games they've played, the Steelers would be ranked higher, but we're going to leave it at that 19 right now, because we're going to compare back to this when it gets to the end of the season. Now on defense, they are ranked eighth and there's not that many teams around them that have played more games that would necessarily be surpassing them in that rank. Maybe a couple, so the defense is is, is getting there. Um, but the big thing with these numbers is we want to see them improve as we go forward. So um, I just glanced into the live chat real quick. Thank you guys for the, for the encouraging words. I'll make sure that I pass those on to both my brother and his wife. Um, sorry, Vodka. I don't know where we are compared to the rest of the league in net punting average. I do know that we have our best net punting that we've ever had. Um, I I honestly think that if this, that if I look back at it correctly, if I remembered my numbers right from last week, if the Steelers if the season ended today with the same net punting, um, I don't know about net punting. You said net punting. Um, if just on punting yards for Jordan Berry, I think it would be the Thompson in Steelers history right now. So there's a lot of different things we could talk about from the past. You know what? I want to get to you all. So let's talk about the next game, and then we'll just open it up for me to focus on the live chat, take your questions, throw out the numbers you guys are throwing out there. I'm ready to move on. I'm excited about the next game. I'm going to be at the stadium for the next game. It's, it's It'll be the first regular season game I've made it to this year. Don't know if anyone else out there is going to, going to be at the game, but if you are, Oh, I should have brought the helmet over just to remind everyone what it looks like. Uh, you can see it on my ID whenever I have stuff come up when I'm not typing as uh, as when I type as myself and not as the show. Um, it's a Kylo Ren adapted helmet that is adapted to look like a Steeler helmet where instead of the gray markings, it's, it's gold and it has the stripe and it has the emblem on it. And uh, I will be in section 122 sporting the helmet. If you're at the game and you've listened to the podcast, come on by and look for me. Say, hey, um, here, did Ross, Ross, you say you're going to be there Monday night? You should come look me up, Ross. I'd really like to meet you. Like I said, I'm in 122. Um, and you can't miss the helmet. Just look for probably the biggest guy in the section. So uh, that would be great. But let's talk about this game. And uh, Jeff Hartman helped me figure out the title of the show because he's like, what are you going to talk about? I'm like, well, I'm going to talk about a bunch of different numbers. He's like, well, let's sum them all up. And it's basically, there's a lot of numbers here that are going to all come together that looks really good for a Pittsburgh Steeler win on Monday night. Now, if you all are like me, when you hear that things are looking really good for a win, the first thing you do is get scared. <laughs> <laughs> that oh no when things seem like you're supposed to win that's when you're worried about what happens if they don't but uh i understand yes russ 122 i'm in section 122 i'm in the closed end of the stadium here's what some things that that are going down and you've probably heard a bunch of these before well first of all the steelers are going to be wearing their color rush uniforms they are 4 and 0 in color rush games they defeated the let me see if I if I get them all right. I know two of them are Thursday night games. I know I'm going to mess up the years, but I know that it's been the Tennessee Titans, the Carolina Panthers, um, the New England Patriots, and oh, now I can't remember the other one. Help me out in the live chat. Who was the other team that the Steelers defeated? Oh, well, how can I forget this? It was the Christmas Day game against the Baltimore Ravens. How do I forget about that one? That was one of the, fantastic moments that I was not able to attend. I was actually at two of those color rush games. I was at the Tennessee game with my brother and I was at the Patriots game last year with a friend. So I am hoping that that streak can continue as I'm going to be at the color rush game Monday night. So they're four and in their color rush uniforms. So that's good. The Steelers are eight and four under Mike Tomlin coming off of the bye week. Now, I some people are thinking, "No, oh, that's that's just all right." Well, that's actually better than coach Tomlin's overall winning percentage in his career, It's slightly better. Uh so that that's pretty I mean that that's pretty encouraging right there. They've only lost one home game coming off the bye and that was against the New Orleans Saints back in I can't find it right now. So let's not worry about what, when that was. But uh they that was the only game that they've lost at home so they are 3 and 1 at home following the bye they're 2 and 1 in primetime following the bye with the one loss being I'm pretty sure in 2008 in Denver which was a primetime game and they are 1 and 0 oh on Monday night football following the bye now we want to talk about Monday night football there's some great numbers how did the steelers do at home on Monday night football We talked about this back when they played on Monday night at home against the Bengals. And by winning that game, the Steelers have now won 17 straight, 17 straight Monday night football games at home dating back to 1991 was their last loss to the New York Giants um, in Pittsburgh. So obviously that was 10 years before Heinz Field even opened. So the Steelers are 9-0 going up on a Monday night football game at Heinz Field. So this will be their 10th Monday Night Football game at Heinz Field. So that's one number. They are also 6-0 and when Ryan Fitzpatrick starts the game for the opponent. They have all, They have never, Ryan Fitzpatrick has never defeated the Steelers. So that, all that and what's crazy is this will be the seventh game. I, I did an article on this this week, if you all didn't check it out, on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. But this will be the seventh game where Fitzpatrick started against the Steelers. It will be with his sixth different team, and he has yet to win a game. So that's pretty interesting that he's played for that many different teams against the Steelers. And and that, that, that I outlined a lot of numbers in that one, so I'm not going to go back over all those with you. Now, the other problem is that, you know, another great number is that the, the Steelers are also facing a, an opponent that hasn't won a game yet. Um, that was something I would consider diving into. I'm like, but I've got so many other good numbers. I'm just going to dive into this. This is what I looked at instead. There is a concern that I have with the Steelers going into this game. They're The Steelers generally do pretty well in winning their games coming out of the bye, but they don't start strong. One of their biggest problems – Coming out of the bye is their ability to score points in the first quarter of those games. And the problem is the Steelers, in 12 years under Mike Tomlin, they have scored 23 first quarter points. And you can figure that out real quick with the math in your head. That is less than two points per game in the first quarter. Here's another trivia thing. I was going to save it for the preview because I I like to, to, to try to trick up Jeff Hartman and Brian Anthony Davis, but I'm going to throw it out here because I like this. The last time the Steelers scored a touchdown in the first quarter of a game following the bye was in 2008. 2008. Was the last time they scored a first quarter touchdown coming out of the bye, so they have a tendency to start a little bit slow. That two thousand eight game um, was I'm 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 trying to that was against the Cincinnati Bengals, and they scored ten points in the first quarter. That's the only game under Mike Tomlin where in the first quarter coming out of the bye they scored more than once. They also scored a touchdown in two thousand and seven in Tomlin's first season. Since then, now if you you do the math there, they had seven in 2007, they had 10 in 2008. That means from 2009 on, the Steelers have only scored six total points in the first quarter coming out of the bye. The offense doesn't get rolling. The offense takes a little bit to warm up. So that's two different field goals. Those two games were in 2014 and in 2015. Now, ironically, out of those four, so there's only four games that the Steelers have scored in the first quarter coming out of the bye under Mike Tomlin. They've only won one of those games in which they scored, and that was the one where they scored 10 points. The other games, they actually went on to lose those games. So I I don't know that that means anything, but they definitely get rolling after that. It takes a little bit to warm up. I don't know that they're going to have that same problem this year. I would really like to see the Steelers overcome that. And there's two ways that I think that that's going to happen. One, especially in years past, you are not dealing with a veteran quarterback that basically took off every practice over the bye. Now, I don't have a problem with, Ben Roethlisberger in recent years not practicing over the bye. That's a perfect time to get him some rest. And apparently the elbow had been bothering him for some time, you know, rest that up and things of that sort. I don't have a problem with that. But with that much time off, that might have been part of what contributed to them needing a little bit of time to ease into the offense in those games that they were still ultimately able to win most of them. That's one factor. Mason Rudolph has practiced every practice since the last game and he's going to be the starter against Miami. So there's not going to be now, now there could also be that rust factor with Rudolph because he hasn't played since being knocked out in the third quarter against the Ravens. So he was out against Los Angeles and then off for a bye. with a young player. I don't know if that time off is going to mean a little bit of rust to start off, or if it's going to mean a little bit more hyped up energy. Who knows? We're going to have to tune in Monday night to see. But the other thing, the la- this is the last number I'm going to throw out there before I turn over to the live chat. And, yeah, I'm going to turn it over to you guys nice and early tonight. But the last number that I wanted to throw out there was, well, it's a two-part number, so I guess I shouldn't say it's the last one, was that the Steelers have struggled this year a little bit. with was scoring in the first quarter. They did much better in the last game, which really helped. Um, well. I've gone on and on and on and on about how the Steelers have started their first drive of each game terrible with only two first downs, and that was in week one, all that stuff. Uh, We have a good article coming out tomorrow, well, either tomorrow or the next day. I know it could go out tomorrow by uh, uh, Cliff Harris is still a punk that writes excellent, excellent breakdown articles for our site. Uh, I actually tried to communicate with him this week about his article because it was something that I had said about the Steelers starting very slow in their opening drives. But when it comes to just the first quarter, the Steelers have scored 27 total points in the first quarter this season. Uh, They have, that's four and a half points a game that they they generally score in the first quarter. But this week they're going up against the 0-6 Miami Dolphins in Pittsburgh. On Monday Night Football, in their color rush uniforms, throwing all these little things that get the team amped up a little bit. And they're going again, up against the Miami Dolphins, who are ranked 32nd in the NFL when it comes to defense in the first quarter, when it comes to points. They have surrendered the most first quarter points in the NFL. And that's, that's not even per game. That's total. So even teams that have an extra game haven't even been able to touch the Dolphins. They have surrendered 54 points in the first quarter. That is an average of nine points a game. So, that's, so even some of this stuff that could be weaknesses for the Steelers, that matchup being against the Dolphins – could be something that's that that helps to overcome some of those weaknesses. And for that reason, that's why I really like this matchup for the Steelers coming out of the bye. Some people say they would have liked to you know, beat Miami and then go home on the bye. Personally, I would rather have a game like this coming out of the bye that hopefully that the Steelers, even if they're not playing perfect football right off the bat, can still be in the game and, and go on to win the game. I'll tell you right now, Before we get to it on Thursday on the preview, I'm picking the Steelers to win the game, but I'm not picking them to cover the 14 and a half points that's currently there. I just think they're going to get to a point that even if they have that much of a lead, they're not going to they're not going to press the ball. They're not going to worry about giving up a long drive and that they could not worry about protecting a 14 point lead that it could fall underneath that. But that's just one of those things. That's what's tough with high point spreads in the NFL teams aren't trying to protect the spread. When you're talking about a two and a half point spread, that's talking about teams trying to win the game. So they're fighting for those points anyway. So that's my numbers leading up to this week in Miami and why I think it's kind of a big, perfect whirlwind matchup situation that I think is all pointing to give me confidence in in getting a victory this week. Uh, Please don't let me down. So I have not looked at the live chat. I've seen some question marks just in glancing, but I haven't looked yet. So I'm going to put that out there right now about, about questions. Oh my, I can't even type about any questions or numbers that anyone has in the live chat that they would like to like to put out there at this point. I will now turn my focus there to see what numbers you guys have to say. Um, So if you asked a good question earlier, On, I did not see it. You can type it again, and hopefully, I can pick it up. If you want to make sure that I answer your question or state your number on here, you could always use the super chat feature, which is you type in your question first is the best way to do it. I've been told. I've never done this. Then you hit the dollar sign. You donate any amount that you want to towards the show, and that just goes into what we call the tip jar, uh, which goes towards our contests and other things like that. And then we then. That'll highlight your comment. I will see it here somewhere, and I will make sure I guarantee to address it before the show is over. So let's turn over here. Um, the Joker. I don't want to talk about this, but I'll say it. Will anyone stop the Patriots? My answer is I think somebody will, but it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a while. And, man, that's going to be tough with, with the Patriots because – in all honesty, the reason they went out and got a wide receiver today, for those of you that didn't know they uh they traded for Muhammad Sanu, you guys might have even mentioned that in the live chat already. The reason they they made that trade is one they don't have Mr. 3rd and 5th anymore that they were banking on. The other thing is is their offense is just all right. It's their defense that is just so hard to overcome. And um I don't know if someone's going to figure out what to do against them. The biggest thing is um it could be maybe they get some players dinged up and it's going to be a tough matchup with something with that for, on defense. But right now, the way they're going, their defense is the real deal. And and it's and all all TB12 is having to do is not mess it up for them. And when you got a 40-year-old quarterback that you're not asking to win games, that's just a, a recipe for disaster for everybody else that has to go up against them. Okay, here we go. Here's a good question from Caleb. How many field goals will Boswell have at the end of the year? Uh, I could I could try to calculate that to let you know exactly what it looks like he's going to have. I'm pretty sure right now he has a is it 11? It's either 11 or 12. One of them's extra points, one of them's field goals between 11 and 12. I think it's 11 field goals, but watch me be wrong. But either way, through six games, I'm going to round that off and say that that he's going to have. I'm. I think he. It, Let's say 30. We'll say 28 to 30 field goals I think he's going to have. And that's assuming that he hits them all. But he's given me no reason to doubt him hitting field goals this year. Okay, here we go. Cree throws out here some some numbers he'd like to see for Monday night. Mason, 20 of 25 for 265, running backs 200 yards. That would be nice because that would mean that chances are the Steelers are getting a lead and then just trying to run the ball. Um, and running the ball effectively to get that lead. Uh, that would be really good. Uh, Dallas says, would I give a number two for Sanu? The answer is definitely not this year when that's the highest that the Steelers have. And overall, no, I would not. I don't know. I w- yes, he's a little bit more proven, but you want to know what? So was Dante Moncrief. Uh, I'd have to go back and compare their two numbers to see to see what it would get what it would look like, but uh, I wouldn't have given a two for Sanu. But you guys know how the Patriots hoard their draft picks. For all I know, they had four number twos. I I, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Just just being facetious. I can't even say it. Being facetious, but um, I I really don't know. But knowing the Patriots, they they must have had a plan. Okay, so let's see what else we have. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't really, I'll be honest with you, not really interested in getting into the whole Anthony Chicolo situation. Uh, I think that's kind of sticky for this. I'll say one thing about it. It's kind of sticky for the Steelers. That's why they, they announced what they did. It's, there's not video evidence, like in some cases that they all they have is the police report. It's. Without a video, it's probably better to handle it the way they are, keeping him away from the team, but not outright cutting him yet, because the last thing you want to do is feel like is, is have players feel like you abandon them in a situation that wasn't what it appeared to be. So be smart, figure out what's going on, and then make the make the correct decision at the time. If if it finds out that it, it is exactly what many people think it is, then I would have no problem with them saying, you know what, we can't have this on our team. So, but at the same time, the last thing you want to do is, is release a player that, and, and, and get that whole reputation of you don't stand behind their players before all the facts come out. So that's just, it, it's got to be pretty tricky with that. Okay. Caleb has another question. Wants to know my all time favorite Steelers player. That one's pretty tough. That that's that's a really tough question. Um I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna have to go with uh with Troy Palomalu on that one. He was just dynamic t- and exciting to watch. Unfortunately, well fortunately and unfortunately, I was at his last game in a Steelers uniform in that playoff loss to the Ravens. Uh it was it was kind of a sad game because as I watched Palomalu, I saw that he wasn't able to do Palomalu things. I don't know if it was because of age, injury, or a combination of both, but he was on the field as a safety, but not as Palomalu, if you know what I meant. So it was one of those things where, yeah, he was probably better than a lot of other safeties they could have, but to see Palomalu not be Palomalu was kind of sad. But man, did that guy just have fantastic football instincts more than anything. So uh, <laughs> here we go. This is a separate question. an of my question. Hey, dressing up for Halloween. What you going to be last two years? You know what I was? I dressed up how I did to the stadium. I wore the color rush uniform. I wore my Steeler shorts with my black and gold shoes and my bumblebee socks. Uh, I'm trying to remember if I wore the Cape. I don't usually wear the Cape at games. That's basically a Steeler flag because it just gets too easily caught on stuff. Wore the helmet. I even have a black, terrible towel hood that I made. It's two black, terrible towels sewn together. That's a hood that can come up over the helmet. It actually looks really good on my son when he puts on the hood because it's that oversized hood. My son's eight. Um, that looks more like a Jedi hood. and uh, And I also have a yellow lightsaber that I that I go with that. That's what I do when I walk around with my kids on Halloween. And I also walk around the stadium like that too. So uh, if you see someone dressed like that at the stadium, yeah, that's me. You can say hi. Um, let's, let's keep going to see what else we have here. Um, someone wants to know the results of the Survivor League. Steeler Fan 74, you get me about every week and I don't mind talking about it. The article went out this afternoon just before four o'clock. I know that's late in the day. Not everyone sees those. They're not high-traffic articles, so that's why we put them out at that time. It's one of those things that if you want to know it, you go looking for it, so then that way the next day it's easy to find without going uh, too deep. This past week, was, it was easy. It was, it was either everyone was going to be out or everyone was going to move on because almost everybody picked the Buffalo Bills, which actually gave quite a scare to the Dolphins because they were trailing going into the fourth quarter. But uh, everyone picked the Bills or the 49ers. There was a couple people that picked, let's see, what was it? It was the Jaguars. The, um, I think Green Bay had a couple votes in there. Um, someone might have, might have picked the Rams, uh, but they were all small numbers. There was only three people eliminated across all six contests. One person forgot to do their entry. One person picked the New York Giants to beat the Arizona Cardinals, and one person picked the Seattle Seahawks to beat the Baltimore Ravens. So that's the update on that. That means we are down to 100 uh, technically entries, which is 95 people, because like I say, uh, I have I have to have an entry in each league in order to run it. So that's that's how it looks. So not much, not much change this past weekend. That was some some pretty easy picks. This week is kind of looking a little bit that way too, but pretty soon it's it's going to. The week before was when there was really hard picks. You had to you had to take someone that wasn't quite as certain. So so here, let me get back in here looking at this. Um, Jamie wants to know, does the defense end up in the top ten? I'm going to say yes. I think. I said before this the season that I felt that the Steelers were a top ten defense, but pop, but maybe not a top five defense, with the additions that they've had, even losing Stephon to it, but with Steven Nelson, not just being on the team, but playing the way. That he's been playing before he was injured, as long as he can get back to that form after his groin injury, and then adding Minka Fitzpatrick. I think they can get into that, even get into that top five. And if they if they do, that's good news for the Steelers moving forward and shows us that we have some hope. Uh will, will Mason here's Dallas. Will Mason finish the year with more TDs than Ben's first year? 17. I'm gonna say yes. He's already got seven. He's already got seven, and in essence, he's only played let's see, would it be a total of three games? Yeah, I mean, because he, he played the second half of week two. He didn't play all of week five. So between those two, that's one game. And he didn't play week six. So I'm going to say, yeah, that's that's seven touchdowns in in, the, in all in all about three whole games, but over four games. I, I think, yes, that that he will do that. Uh, as long as he stays healthy. If not, then we're then one thing that we saw in Los Angeles is that the Steelers have a competent backup to their quarterback, who this year was one of the first times I felt like the Steelers had a competent backup to Ben Roethlisberger. So here we go. Well, let's see what else we got here as I try to go through stuff um alex wants to know who is the key to this miami game to win from defense and offense i'm going to take the really easy routes i'm going to say on defense it is going to be the i'm going to kind of say two people because i'm going to say i think it's going to be the alu slash hargrave role of who's filling in for Stefan to it i think that's going to be key and that's assuming that tj watt is healthy to play uh, we'll find out more about that on Thursday when we get an injury report. And on offense, I got to go Mason Rudolph coming back after after a week, of, after missing a game and after the bye week, coming back. Uh, if you listen to his interviews, he's like, he's not going to let this affect the way he thinks about it at all. And frankly, he can't because he's got a capable backup sitting right there. Okay. <laughs> uh Dennis, I don't have any questions. I only have answers. That's what I'm talking about. So I know I'm getting a little bit behind here. I'll catch up as much as I can, but we actually have some time tonight. So I'm just going to keep rolling through this if you guys don't mind. Um, do I think Benny Snell will have a hundred yards rushing on Monday? I'm going to say no, because I think James Conner is going to be fine and play because he practiced on Monday. So I don't know that Snell, he would, in order to do that, he would have to break out one or two really big runs. Now, is that possible? Absolutely. Would I bet on it? I wouldn't bet on it. That would be a pleasant surprise, but that's not something that I'm looking for. Okay. Let's make sure. Um, Is there a wide receiver or a team right now that I would trade for? I don't know who's available because the only two people that I've heard that teams were were, we're listening about was both Sanu and um, Emmanuel Sanders, who was who went to the 49ers. So I don't know of anyone that's out there. Uh, there's just, I don't know. And honestly, I think the Steelers, that they really needed help with the wide receiver, that they could find it um, just as easily on the free agent market without having to give up any more. I think they've given up enough draft capital for next year. I think they've done well with what they've used it for. Um, I still want to know if the uh, if the Seahawks are going to try to trade that cursed fifth-round pick because that cursed fifth-round pick that the Steelers got that they traded for uh, when they traded Josh Dobbs ended up having an injury to where Josh Dobbs would have been helpful. They trade that pick to the Seattle Seahawks. who traded us Nick Vanette. Then what happens? Their tight end, Disley, who was having a very good year, he goes out for the season. So now they're holding on to that, that fifth round pick that seemed to kind of curse them a little bit. It's 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 kind of crazy the way that's working. Um, but I don't know that the Steelers have enough to trade. I know some people talked about if someone really needed a corner and wanted to get rid of, rid of a wide receiver, could they do something with Artie Burns? They could, but I'll be honest with you, until I know for sure that both Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson are healthy. Artie Burns isn't, isn't someone that you have to move. Although Cam Sutton did look pretty good on the outside as well. He seems to be like he's progressing quite, quite nicely. Okay. Alex has another question. I know people talked about this early in the live chat, so let's bring it up. What is the process to pick up Tuzar Skipper? There isn't anything to pick him up. The only process the Steelers have to do is they would have to put in a waiver claim for him. They they can claim him off waivers because they did not release him. They're the ones who released him in the first place, and then the Giants picked him up. Now they are free to jump back in to try to claim him off waivers. I'm not. I, I think, Jeff told me that according to Mark Cabali of the Athletic, that the Steelers are tenth in the waiver priority. So the nine teams above them would not have to put in a claim for Skipper in order for the Steelers to get him. If they choose to put in that claim, I think they would be wise to put in that claim. I think the Steelers this week, if they do not get Tuzar Skipper, they should go back and re-sign J. Elliott. It should be one of the two. And even if they did both, I wouldn't throw a fit about it. Um, and the corresponding move, I know some people would say to cut chiccolo I don't know that they're ready to do that from a legal standpoint with that process yet, but they could be. They did bring up two guys on from the practice squad for their last game that they could release. And if they, they clear waivers, they could put them back on the practice squad in uh, quarterback Paxton Lynch or running back Trey Edmonds. I don't know that they're ready to do that yet. Samuels does look like... They don't know that he'll play this week, but there's a chance he could practice in a limited capacity this week. But they also look like the Steelers have Roosevelt Knicks back this week. So I'm going to keep looking. I know you you guys are way, way, way ahead of me. Um, huh. Dallas, still what Steelers, uh, what Steelers I'd most likely um, like to meet in person? I will be honest with you, any, any. I would meet any Steeler and would love to say hey to, to any of them. Okay. Uh, Greg wants to know why the tight ends aren't being targeted more. That's a good question. I'd have to ask Mr. Cliff Harris is still a punk if he had a good answer for that one. Because the question is, are the tight ends not getting open? Are they not being targeted? Are they being covered more just because they feel that defenses are feeling like that's going to be the main targets? I don't know maybe that's something I want I want to look at a little bit, especially being there in person on Monday night. I know I'm going to get to watch that game twice because when I'm at the stadium, if it's on TV, I always watch the replay of the game. So, um, so that's, I don't know if that really answered the question other than say, I'm not exactly sure. Okay. Okay. Um, if I was the G, his Caleb, he's asking all kinds of good stuff today. If I'm GM of the GM, the Sears, what would I trade for? What would I trade for right now? Uh I mean, I don't know that they would have to. I mean, another wide receiver could be nice, but if James Washington's back this week, I think Deontay Johnson's doing a nice job. You've got Juju. Unless you've got an injury, I think we're okay in most places. Um, I don't know that there's anywhere that I would jump all over because in order to – no reason to gain another player if it's not an upgrade. And in order to get an upgrade at a lot of these positions, you would have to give up so – much in return. So um, Dallas wants to know who has surprised me the most on defense this year. I am going to go with Steven Nelson because I didn't know what to expect. I had hopes, but not expectations. Okay. Um, Russ Russ wants to know how – I don't know. Yeah, I'll bring it up. He wants to know um, how fast I run in in case he tries to steal my helmet (laughs) if he comes to find me at the game. Um, Not very fast, Um, although, believe it or not, I actually was a cross-country runner back in the day. Okay. Um, Then Aaron wants to know exactly what we've been saying an awful lot on many of our podcasts. Shouldn't we consider Fitzpatrick our first-round pick for next year Absolutely. That's exactly how I look at it. And it's more of a, of a guarantee. Okay. I'm um, okay. I'm just going to try to scan to see if anything jumps out me. Okay. Um, may wants to know if I think this could be Juju's biggest game of the, uh, um, thus far this year. It's kind of tricky with these kind of games because I think it would be, yes, if it's a closer game, if the Steelers really get a, get a big lead, which they may or may not do that, that might not be the focus of, of things, but uh, I'm going to say, I'm waiting for him to bust out at any moment. And I, and I think uh, Rudolph's getting ready to want, really wants to make sure he's getting the ball towards, towards Juju anyway. So I'm going to say that in these next three home games, I look for Juju to have a bust out game in, in at least one of them. Um, and hopefully it could be Monday night. Cause I would love to see that. Okay. Uh, do, 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 do. Let's see what else we have. <laughs> um, Dennis, I think he's talking about the contest. He says I'm going to end up winning. Well, I will. I'm. I'm. I'm disqualifying myself. But uh, as long as I'm still in it, it's nice because I know that something can't, weird can't happen. That one of the one of the contests shuts down because there's only one person left, and then we have to do something special with that. Okay. Um, a lot of people were answering questions that were asked forever ago. Okay. Uh, Vernon wants to know, Dave, when was or has the Sealers ever not had a first round pick? I just put that in an article today that is reportedly um, 1968 was the last time they did not pick in the first round. So even though they've done trades with their first round picks, it's always been for trading up or back um, with those picks to still stay in the in the, in the first round. So, Cree wants to know if our offensive line will show improvement in the running game the last half of the season. I'm going to say yes, but people got to realize people have been down on the offensive line. But you got to remember, it's it's mainly been the running attack. I don't know that it's all about the line. It could be a factor. It could be that the, the, the defense is bringing in extra defenders because of the young quarterbacks. But that's But the Steelers have only allowed a league low five sacks this year. Five sacks in six games. That's all they've allowed. So that puts them as the number one passing offensive line, pass protecting offensive line. So I, what I like to see, um, I would just like to see the running game improved in general, whether it be from the line, from the running backs, no matter what. Okay. Uh, Dallas wants to know if any of us have a Mason jersey yet, his injury and the uncertainty there kind of uh, squashed that a little bit. I, 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 Went for the hat instead because as soon as I saw this, I'm like, I gotta get me one of those. So, um, just checking along, trying to catch up in case anyone has. Um, so people are asking about Tuzar Skipper. Some of these things might be questions people had, and you typed them before I actually answered other things. Um, so I'm, I'm just trying to trying to, to 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 check up to to do it. Um, vodka, I'm going to bring up something that he said. He's on the Artie Burns wagon. He thinks the kid looks like the Hulk and he doesn't seem scared to tackle anymore. It says he looks like a linebacker. And to add to that, he says he knows he's in the minority. I think Artie Burns has done a nice job this year for what he's been asking to do. And I think if he has to be called upon more, he could, he could be fine. Some people are like, Oh, look what he did in the last game. They picked on him some early. He's still, especially early on in that game. He still gave more cushion than what I would like, but I'd rather him do that and not get burnt deep. He did not give up any touchdowns. So that was a step in the right direction. Okay. uh, Who needs more improvement, Improvement, coaching staff or players? I'm going to say it's a combination of both. Um, Players got to play better and coaches got to put their players in situations to succeed. So, Dennis asked about Grimble being on the IR. He was put on the IR, but the, they, the the Steelers reached an injury settlement with him, so therefore he was released. He is free to sign with another team, and he could play right away. Now, if he signed with the Steelers, it would be some time until he could play, um, but I don't know if they're going to do that. Um, just checking here. Lots of you guys are, are answering Um Answering each other's questions in here, which is great. Um, Alex, I like this when he wants to know how many sacks TJ is going to have. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with. I mean, he's gonna. I, I feel he's going to go double-digit sacks, w- barring injury. I mean, he's missed a little bit of time with injury, but not a full game. Um, I'd like to see him. I'm, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ambitious now. I'm gonna go 14. I'm gonna say, let's see him go go 14. Um, um with that. I want, some of these I want to bring up, but I have to make sure everything's appropriate in the whole thing before I bring it up. So this one was good. Uh let's l- let's see what Elvis has to say. Elvis says, Dave, um, he wants to he says he wants to know if I deep inside do I think that, that the Steelers will make the playoffs. My thing is I know that there's still a chance. I've gone back and forth. Jeff and I have debated about this, even in articles. I said, don't look ahead. And this, and he's like, why not look ahead? Part of the reason I want to look ahead is I felt like I got burned on the Ravens game. And what I don't want to look ahead is at everybody else. I was like, look at, if this happens and this happens, and this happens and the Steelers win, then the Steelers are in first place in the division. Well, guess what happened? Well, of course, the, um, the, what, the 49ers shellacked the Cleveland Browns that week, which was good for the Steelers. But the Steelers didn't do their part and they lost in overtime to the Ravens, which kind of hurt everything. So I'm like, I got to start piecing, and stop piecing, and get all these scenarios and only focus on the Steelers need to win. The Steelers need to win. The Steelers need to win. Because all I'm going to do is just make myself more angry and you don't need you don't want to see the Hulk. I'm sorry, that was really bad. Um um, someone wants to know, will I kick, um, will I kick a 30 yard field goal by next season? Um, if you are, don't know what they're talking about, I was challenged to, to, to kick the 45 yard field goal. Um, I hadn't kicked in a long time. I realized how old I was when I went to practice and said, I can't do this, but I did kick a 35 yarder on one try. Um, as soon as Jeff's signal was lost and he wasn't taping anymore, but, uh, those guys will, uh, Jeff and Brian will vouch for me on that. Um, <laughs> Russ wants to know if I have a hard drive in my head with those stats. I'm not sure which ones he's talking about, but it's probably things that I've had to look up for other stuff. And uh, a lot of times if I've written it and typed it, I can. a lot of times I can remember them. So we'll just take a couple more minutes for me to answer a couple more questions. This has been a blast, guys, tonight. Um, real quick, I'm going to check at the end. I might not get to it, but uh, um, what do you think we could do to make this show better? I just have any questions. If you have, if there's anything you'd like to do to make it better, um, make it shorter, make it longer, have my brother on more, um, have it where I'm not staring at the screen all the time, change up the format at all. Um, This is the one time I'm going to ask. Doesn't mean that we're going to do what you guys say, um, but you guys are so great and have done such a great job with the live chat tonight. I'm going to ask. So if you're watching this later on YouTube, you can let me know. Um, Although usually the people that comment later on sometimes just, Say some ridiculous things, but we won't go into that. Um, Checking to see if I have any more um, any more questions. Here's one, and this is from a user that I haven't don't think I've ever brought up before. King Me Thirty One should Baron replace Kelly in the three safety set we play? That's a good question. I don't I don't know that Baron has conditioned his body in a way to play safety once he made that transition to linebacker, the whole bulking up and everything like that in order to be able to stop the run more. I don't know that he would be the answer there. I think the answer there is get more cam Sutton on the field. When we're talking about stuff in the secondary, Um, whether he's more in a safety position or whatever it is, that's more my answer, but that that's, that's an interesting question. But first thing Barron has to be healthy in order to play linebacker. Um, to do any of that. Uh, Mark wants to know if we'll have a 1,000 yard runner or receiver this year. I'm going to say that Juju goes over 1,000. Right now, he's on pace to be over 900. So I think that, that he'll do that. As for a rusher, I don't know. The Steelers would really have to start pounding the ball on the ground for that to happen. Um, how many defensive touchdowns will we have on Monday? I'm going to say one. I'm going to say that we have one defensive touchdown and another turnover that sets up another touchdown. So, um here we go, Dave from Steeler Fan 74. Do you think we'll get more sacks on Fitzgerald than what Buffalo was able to bring last week? Um, and then asking about something about did the Steelers make the playoffs? I'm not sure if that's asking referring to the previous question or do they make the playoffs. I'm not this, like I said, about the playoffs, Steelers have a chance. I'm not, I don't, that's a number I'm not sure of how many sacks they got on, 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 uh. Um, he said, um, Fitzgerald, I think he meant Fitzpatrick. Um, I don't know exactly how many sacks there were, but I do think this, that the Steelers are going to get there and get there a lot. So I want to thank you guys so much. I don't know that I ever got caught up with these questions, but we've done this for a long time. Um, Caleb wants to know if I think our quarterbacks are cornerbacks are better than last year. Absolutely. Um, Aaron wants to know when we're going to implement more exotic blitz packages. I'll be honest with you. I think they – I don't want to do exotic blitz pa- packages if the Steelers can get there without doing it. And so far this year, they've proved that they can at times. So I don't want to see it all the time. I think they've tipped off their blitzes too much. Um, so my my biggest thing with the exotic blitzes is, is I'm not as much worried about the blitzing as I am making sure their coverage is set on the back end of it, that's what concerns me more. So, uh, thank you guys very much for everything tonight. Cree does say that I'm truly a stat geek. Um, just what I can remember. So, um, <laughs> here's one. I might have to. I might have to look into this. Uh, Noah says I need a better microphone. I noticed that last week that uh, when I was on with my brother, I'm like, man, he sounds better than me. I'm going to have to look into doing that. Um, so so uh, so so that's something. So with that said, want to let you guys know that we have uh, our whole family podcast still coming at you this week. We've got standards to standard tomorrow night. We've got the preview on Thursday. I'm not sure exactly the schedule over the weekend. I know we'll get a yeah, I said it. I know we're going to get a burning question. Um, Jeff had originally said that it was Brian, but really, I think he forgot it It was Lance's turn with that. So we'll see who does that burning question this weekend. And we're also going to have another Q and a this weekend. So we'll have those three shows between Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, which one is which day? I don't know that we figured that out yet, but I do know that on Monday, we will be back after late night after the game with Jeff and Lance with the post game show And if things all go according to plan, Tuesday would be a double up day a week from now where we would have an early hangover show and then a late stat geek show. Uh, That could change, but that's the plan right now. So make sure you're checking out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for all your Steelers needs. We've got I mean, I think we might've gone down. There might've been a couple of days last week that we only had nine articles a day because it was the bye week, but uh, that's still pretty good. But in general, you're getting 10 or more articles a day. Um, things are picking up now that the Steelers are back. We had Mike Thomas press conference today. We've got injury reports coming out. We've got all your stuff coming out there. Make sure you're checking in there and staying involved there. Uh, checking out the podcast. Make sure the best thing you can do Jeff said this, go in, hit the like button, give the thumbs up, give the, if you're listening to it in podcast form, give a good rating. Uh, that just helps with everything that goes on with the show. We appreciate all of you all that join in the live chat, that catch it later on YouTube, that listen uh, on to the various podcasts and forms that we have out there. We thank you very much. We will see you again next week. Uh, I'll see you all again on Thursday night when I'm back on the Steelers preview with, with Jeff and Brian. But until then, tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe. We'll see you all later.